Hello. I'm good. Well, hello, hello. Uh, well, I'm not, uh, we're not doing this today. We're doing this today, Andy. It's yes, we're not doing this. It's summer Yo, enjoy it. It'll make hello. a difference to me. Um, yeah, um, as far as reading poetry, that's during the open mic and poetry live. That's at 10 o'clock. This part is the interview. But if you want to submit a poem for us to read tonight, you're more than welcome to do that, guys. But anyway, welcome to Unraveled Influence. Our guest today is Nick Watler, my friend, the inspirational <laughs> poet. How are you, my friend? Good. And today you're you're getting the light with, with, since, it, since I'm being... Because usually what I do um, on podcasts, I I don't I don't do podcasts dark. I always put my light on because because this is this hour is um, for for me, and I want people to this hour is, uh, is about me. You know? That's absolutely right. This hour is all about you. So why don't you take us through? Uh, this whole experience that you're doing this year, Nick. And thank you so much for uh, turning on the light. Any Bad Religion fans <laughs> out there? Oh, God. And, um, and so I have a surprise for you since it, um, it is. Um, so I'm going to um, usually what I do, and a lot of people know that I one of my, one of my, my talents is singing. I love to sing. And so there's a song I, I sing all the time. It's called um, 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 Some Say Love. No, the rose. It goes, Some say love, it is a river that drowns the tenderly. Some say love, it is a razor that leads your soul to some say love, it is a hunger, an endless aching need. But I say love, it is a flower in you, its only seed. It's a heart, afraid of breaking, that never learned to dance the dream. Afraid of waking, that never had a chance. It's the one who won't be taken, who cannot seem to give. And the soul, afraid of dying, that never learned to live. It's the night, but when the night has been too lonely and the road too long. We think love is only for the lucky and the strong. Just remember, in the winter, far beneath the bit of snow, lies the sea with the sun's love in the spring becomes a rose. Nice. Amen. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> Andy, wow! Already we are hitting it off. Yeah. With Nick, inspiration poet, and like he said, this hour is all about him. Um, I wanted to highlight one thing that I don't know if everybody out there knows that um, Nick, you have been doing a, pretty much a live every single day, whether you're participating or you're running your own theme live. Um, can you talk about that? What's the what's your goal? Where are you at? How close are you to finishing? Uh, we're all interested in that. So, so, um, so I started, um, doing, um, so I started, so I've been on, um, doing poetry for five, for like five or six years. And so, um, I, I started doing lives and, um, and I, and I it used to be where I used to be shy. So where I only do live like once a week, but. Then um, people will ask me to do live, like ask me, where's, are you doing live today? Are you doing live today? So I decided to do a live every day. And what I recently started doing is every, every single day doing a 
different topics. I did anti-depression, um, open mic, anti-bull mic. I, I did a, um, I did a suicide prevention open mic. And so I've been doing an open mic every single day. And, um, I talked over with my co-host and we come up with, um, with the thing is, I have anxiety, so I have anxieties and that, uh, so I can't be on the screen by myself because I start to literally, when I'm on the screen by myself, I start to fidget, I start, I start to fidget, I start to look, like, look everywhere, my ADHD starts going off the charts, um, and so, um, I um, talked to this one poet, and so he told me that he will he will be my co-host and help host these open mics. Um, and so I talked to him, and we come up with different topics. And even though um, Mental Health Month is over, we're still going to be doing mental health open mics because I think a lot of that resonates with a lot of people. Um, and these mental health open mics, there's not a lot of mental health open mics. And so I, I've been doing mental health open mics and a lot of the poets are saying that, a lot of the poets are saying that, um, I chose my name correctly, that I am, that I chose an inspirational poet, the inspirational poet, um, correct because, um, it's, it's, um, and, and for those who don't know, I, I the stuff that, those mics I do, those, these are some experiences that, that have in my life. I've been bullied. I've been, I've, I, I was a suicide survivor. I almost committed suicide. Um, I, I am a survivor of everything that has happened to me. And, um, I've been bullied, I've been disrespected, and I've been hurt so much so that I decided when I become a poet to, and a lot of people will take my kindness as weakness because I, um, I'm a pacifist, I don't, I don't fight. And so a lot of people take that as a weakness because they see that I'm, they see that I'm not a fighter. So a lot of these people who are bullying me think, since, since, since he, he's not going to fight me, I, that I can keep on disrespecting him. I can keep on bullying him. He's not going to do anything. As well, but I'm more of a, a person that uses my words. So I'm more of a talker. So if you're, you're bullying me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm not going to be afraid, even if you try to put. Your, your hands on me. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you what what's on my mind because God gave me. A, yes. I I just wanted to ask a couple of quick questions because uh, 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 you said some incredible things. And Andy, I know you'll agree with me, and I think we agree with whoever it was that told you that you chose your name correctly. You absolutely are an inspirational poet. Um, we have some people already in the chat room already just saying how much you are a soldier, how mm -hmm. proud they are of what you've been doing and how well you are and how well you're coming across tonight. Um, you said that you had some mental health themed um, nights, especially things like suicide prevention. I know you had a depression one. Um, was there any of those nights that you felt was one of the proudest nights that you've had? Like, was there a really good vibe or, or it was, did you also have any nights that you felt like this is going to be very tough for me, but it's important that we do this. So I'm going to ask you both of those So, questions. so, um, my, my, my most, my most proudest part um, of, of the mental health of Mike was, I think two weeks ago when, um, we had, um, we had actually, for the first time ever, we had a signed author and a signed, um, to, signed to a publishing company. Um, she was a poet, and she she came into the room, and her and it, it was actually her manager who told me to invite her up, and and, and um, 
her manager said, oh, um, this woman named Diana Lee wanted to perform a, a poem. I, I, I told her, I told him, all right, if she sends a request, I'll pull her, I'll pull her right up. So she did. And then I asked, I asked Diana, I asked Diana, Diana Lee, I said, um, um, do you, do you know who that Dom Pedro guy is? And she said, um, yes, he's, he's my manager. So I invited the manager up. Even though he was, he was not a poet, he was just a manager. Um, and he, he, he commented, he commented me, he commended me on my open mic saying that you're doing a great, um, you're doing a great job having this platform. He said, um, thank you for this platform because, um, he said that, um, there's not a lot of platforms like this out there where they, um, there's not a lot of open mics out there that will, that would spread awareness of these different um, medical or mental health issues. I can imagine that must have been a pretty incredible moment to have somebody that has clout, that has been in the business, a professional, like uh, nomenclature to commend you on what you're doing. That has to really set aside really the work that you're doing and how important it is. Andy, I know that you have been... Um, really um, kind of pulled back at some of the topics. I know suicide prevention and suicide surviving. I know that's something that's, uh, we've talked about some of those before. Andy, did you have anything that you wanted to comment or ask our- No, um, yeah, no. So I, I, again, I just love to listen. I just love to embrace everything that, you know, you guys are talking about and it resonates with me um, in so many ways. Like I, I was bullied too growing up as well for being different because um, I also have ADHD, but I also have schizotypal personality disorder. And I was always bullied and I was always made fun of because of how I talked, how I dress, the way I react. Like, let's say if I got upset, people would make fun of me and they thought it was funny that, oh, ah, look, he's, he's reacting. So let's, let's, let's piss him off some more so he can react because it's funny, you know, one of those things, you know, and I grew up in, you know, pretty much born in the 80s, but grew up in the 90s and um i don't know how it is today but i know when the culture back then i feel like that was like the one of the worst times to live i guess because a lot of things were not talked about back then as it is today which is why i love today because no one like i i grew up with parents that really didn't sit down with us and talk to us about that so it pretty much was very discouraging if that makes sense and it was just um, pretty much I had to just go through stuff on my own. I didn't really have any proper guidance. And it wasn't that they were intentional about it. It was just how the culture was back then. So I guess my question to you, Nick, is when you look back in your life now, how good does it feel to know that, you know what, I got through all this. I'm stronger than I've ever been. And how amazing does that feel for you? that now you get to use this platform to talk about your life, to share it with others and to meet other people who have the similar circumstances as you. So how does that feel to you? And then my question also is what uh, impact yeah. are you looking to leave behind in doing this? So, um, so for me, it feels great because, um, when, um, uh, early age in my life, I turned to I turned to God. I and when I turned to God, God lifted all that pain, all that suffering that I was feeling, and um, to have that weight lifted off of my of my shoulder, um, it feels um, now um, I feel I feel. Pr Proud. I feel proud of the of the person I am, um, and how far I came because I come from being shy to be being stuck in this box, and to finally come and burst free to um, feel like I can get out of that box and I don't have to go back into that box. Um, so I would say. I feel um, like a 
a pressure has been lifted off my shoulders. I, I know that feeling very well. I'm sorry, Angela. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just... No, please connect because I wanted to change it to a different topic. So I want you to actually say your point because I know your point is very important. So go ahead, Andy. No, no, no. I, I know exactly what you're saying because I came to Christ in 2013 and I was at my lowest point. Um, so what you're saying is something about when you except Jesus is something about that, like the weight lifted off your shoulder. And it's like, it's like a refreshing feeling, if that makes sense, right? Because one thing I've learned in my walk with the Lord is the fact that a lot of things have to get worse in order to get better. But it's when it gets better, we look back, we're like, wow, you know what? If I went through that, then whatever I go through now, it won't be as bad now. Now because yes it, at the moment it might be crazy but i won't feel the heaviness as much now because i have something to go to i have a god to pray to i have something that no matter what i go through i i have a source that's gonna get me through whatever i'm going through so i think that's a very beautiful thing nick um Again, so much respect for you for that. And to even talk about god too on top of that because you know in society today it's kind of hard now and it's very, you know, just the negative connotation that Christianity has become over the last, what, five years. So the fact that just to be bold like that, like you do, and just, you know, it's hard. And I, and I have so much respect for you for that. That's pretty much what I wanted to say, Angela. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad that you guys get to talk about that. I know we'll probably get back into the conversation of, like, more mental health. But um, I don't know if everybody out there knows you or knows what you've been basically blowing all of us away with on during the open mics but uh you have a very unique poetry style and i want you to kind of talk about how you are not a person who actually writes or plans poems it comes free flowing from you um you blew me away the first night when we talked about uh why do i die a, a thousand deaths and i think was it that I, I don't know if it was a hundred or a thousand but that, we'll talk about that later but can you talk about your writing process because it's it's pretty incredible and friends if you missed the beginning you'll have to watch the replay he kicked it off with the song so so yeah um to those who don't know um i the type of freestyle i do is the type of spoken words i do is um a little different than regular spoken word the type of a spoken word I do is very, very rare and no, it's very well. unique. And so, so it's my, my own, it's my own type of spoken word. It's different from regular spoken word. So, so, and this goes back to um, the religious side. So, so my um through my walk of Christ. So this goes back to my walk of Christ. Um, to my walk with the, the Lord. So. In 2020, um, I suppressed my emotions for seven. I've suppressed my emotions for seven years. So in 2020, I, I was thinking about, about suppressing your emotions and that anger is those emotions have nowhere to go, but to 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 um, attack your organs. So what it was doing was it was killing me. Suppressing all that negative energy was killing me. So I had. The near life death experience, and I I saw God, um, and and God told me that you have a story to tell, um, um you have experienced stuff that that um is that um he is, he said you have experienced stuff that um not not a lot of people survive from, and so God gave me the gift of poetry. And so, Nick, can I ask you if, it, if it's, of course, it's up to you if you do feel comfortable. Do you mind talking anything about your near death experience? Because I, I absolutely believe what you say is true that um, when you're having those kind of negative ex emotional experiences, that you will get physical manifestations and it will attack the body, it will attack that central nervous system. Um, and all of the endocrine system. So absolutely what you're saying that you experience is ba absolutely medically backed up as far as like the detriment of your health. So thank you for sharing that because that's important. And I, we want to hear about your, uh, so let's hear about that. So you say you want to hear 
more about near life death experience. If that's okay with you, Andy, is that something you would All be right. interested in hearing? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean that. I'm yeah. Like, and I just want to make this point to what you said too. The fact that the suppressing of the feelings, you know, that that struggle is real because, especially us men, where we we at least. For me, I was always told, oh, well, you're a man. You can't act like that. You can't cry or you can't be vulnerable. That's for women only. What's wrong with you, you know? And it's like, that's the lie that we've been fed. So even though a lot of things have been acceptable as I've gotten older and stuff like that, but it's the fact that in the back of your mind, there's still those thoughts that, that our pride sometimes suppresses those feelings. You know, you get, you get on saying so i just wanted to add to that as well and it's like i, I love what we're doing this, this is what it comes down to honestly and it's like you said you have a story to tell we all have a story to tell and i'm glad like i said even when i spoke to you privately i'm glad that uh you know i'm glad you're doing this with us and sharing your story because your story needs to be told absolutely i couldn't agree more andy and also i forgot to tell you andy that was a, such a great question you had earlier too I, i'm so glad you asked that so yeah, if you could walk us through kind of that moment, because that's a very unique experience. Not all of us have had a near-death experience. So if you're willing to share that. So, so uh, um, when my body was being attacked by those, um, the, the, the negative, when my body was being attacked by negative emotions, my heart stopped for a moment. And so I, um, a natural response. My my brain just kicked in, and it was like my my nervous system went into defense mode. So um, I journey. Um, so I journeyed to this space in my mind because my heart went out for a moment, and um, my mind my brain just jump started. The nervous system just jump started my brain. And I journeyed into a space in my mind where I was, um, I saw this manifestation of, of God. And God was telling me that you went through stuff that not a lot of people survived through. And he said that you, you have a story to tell. Um, it's time for you to turn that negativity into something positive. And so I, I was given the gift of poetry. And um, the, the um, but, but yeah, that that's um what I was going through when I was um going through my near life death experience. So it sounds like you had some sort of seizure activity that happened with the brain, and that's when you kind of you like you said you went into your own um, experience where you had that um, conversation with. Uh, what you as identified as God, and and when you came back, how soon was it that you found this medium after having that near death experience, or were you already tinkering with this medium of uh, being an inspiration? So, so, um, so uh, I started poetry in 2020 in um, January 2020. So, um, I w it was like. I think it was like a, it was like a month after my near life death experience, um, and, and I was still a little, still suffering a little bit from the near life death experience and the the after effects of it, and I was a little nervous and a little scared. So I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw it said open mic and I never heard of the word open mic at that point. And I said, hmm, maybe I should, maybe I should try. And then I said, um, I said, should I request or should I not request? So I request. The woman told me to do the first prompt that I was ever given was the murder of George Floyd. So that was the first prompt. The woman told me to do a poem, a, um, a poem, in my, word, in my own words, about how I felt about the, about the murder of George Floyd. I told the woman I didn't know. How. I said I don't know how. I, I said I don't know how to do poetry. The woman told me, she said, "Don't, don't tell yourself that." She said, "If you tell yourself I don't know how, that's a real programmer. 
you were programming your memory to shut down and sign the progress. And so she told me to, to she said the, the, the three, the, the words that we, that poets never use, and the, the words that are not in the dictionary of, of poetry is I can't, I don't know how, I won't, I don't, um, and, and um, I will try. She said that poets, as poets, we never use those words because that's degrading us. When we use those, she said, when, when you use the words, I don't know how, I, I'll try, I can't, you're degrading yourself. And so she told me that she said, um, I'm just, I'm just, she said, um, don't say it, we'll try, just do it. And so I did. And a lot of people put in the comments, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, your inspiration, your inspiration, your inspiration. Um, he, um, they gave me the fire emojis and I had a standing ovation. Um, standing ovation, ovation and, um, so she's a, uh, and that poet um, is from the UK. She, her, her name is um, Oya. Um, 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 have you ever heard the name, that name? Yes, I believe so. I absolutely believe so. I've, I've seen that poet um, through the Instagram channels. Absolutely. Um, and she, that person that, that. But yeah, I said, um, so. Oya was the first per the first person to make me come out of that shy state. Mm. Oya is the mm. first person that made me um, come out of that because um, because I was afraid and uh, and I um, I was afraid that and I didn't have I was afraid of myself. So I was afraid of myself. And for years, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to um, come out of that because I'm, I was not just afraid. I was afraid of of the person I am because my all my life people have told me, "Oh, you never make it. Oh, that um, you're pathetic. Oh, you're worthless. Oh, you 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 should you should just like yourself. Oh, you you should be afraid of the person you are." And and I've I've been I've been hearing people say that so much that I I began to to believe I was afraid of myself. I began to believe that um I I was afraid of the person I was. And Nick, I gotta just I I could not just I just want to echo what you just said because um, last night Andy and I had a, um, a poetry recording and we talked a lot about kind of my own anxiety and how it has triggered my own self and tricked my own mind into believing things that may not necessarily be true. And also you've said it, like I, I put it in the chat, I was afraid of myself and who I really am. And, and Nick, you are not so as like an odd person as you think, because absolutely there are so many people that feel that same way. I know I feel exactly how you described your emotions. And that's why I believe since the moment you came on, like artistically, we've uh, connected so much. Yeah. I am so honored yeah. to have you on tonight. There is so much love for you in the chat tonight. Um, Nick, is this an opportunity? Can we hear some of your work? Is that I, I think there might be some people who may have not had an opportunity or privilege, or, or so we'd love to hear something from you. Yeah. So um, I've recently been practicing this piece. I've been practicing this piece all week. Um, so the first poem I'm going to do, because I have, I brought, I have three poems that I'm going to do. So I'm going to do one musical poem and then I'm going to do two of my, so, so the first poem I'm going to do is, is called The Death of My, my Soul. You see, most of my life people told me to go somewhere and die. You see, from the depth of my soul, I wonder why I am alive. From the depth of my soul, I feel pain. From the depth of my soul, this pain is driving me insane. From the depth of my soul, I'm losing my mind. 
from the depth of my soul, I'm losing time. From the depth of my soul, this it, it's killing me with every rhyme. From the depth of my soul, I'm losing my mind. You see, from the depth of my soul, I keep on dying constantly. My soul is fading in history. From the depth of my soul, I'm slowly being cut like a dagger, like a knife, slowly struggling through pain and strife. See, from the depth of my soul, is this life? From the depth of my soul, I'm I'm losing my mind. From the depth of my soul, I'm going blind. From the depth of my soul, I can't see. Blind, blind by my own anxiety. Death of my soul. From the depth of my soul, I can't see. I'm blind. I lost my vision. I lost my mind. You see? Slowly fading. Slowly dying. Slowly falling. You see, from the depth of my soul, I'm like a hurricane, a twister, a 70,000 magnitude earthquake. So you better watch out, the earth will shake. The earth will rumble, lava will sue, volcanoes will erupt, the lava will burn you. So you see, you see, I'm a force to be reckoned with, a force, in nature, a force of nature, from the depth of my soul, you see. I'll show you my true nature. So when if you mess with me, you will face the burn, flames erupting, volcanoes burning. So you see your soul. In the depth of my soul, I'll show my soul as a token. In the depth of my soul, I will show you what is broken. In the depth of my soul, you try to kill me. But from the depth of my soul, the world will turn Cold, rumble and fall beneath this moon. You see, I will rumble and I will wash you away like a typhoon. So you see, from the depth of my soul, I am broken. From the depth of my soul, I sell my soul as a token. From the depth of my soul, I'm being driven insane. From the depth of my soul, I. Losing my life at every moment in every strife from the depth of my soul. I'm losing my life. So you see, the next time someone tells me to go somewhere and die, I would tell them, surprise, I'm alive. You can try to kill this soul, but this soul stays alive. You try to kill the soul, but this soul will devour you whole. So from the depth of my soul, if someone tells me that to go somewhere and die, I'll tell them I'm lucky to be alive. You see, from the death of my soul, I'm, I cried day and night. I cried so much that I can't cry no more. From the death of my soul, I've been bullied so many times that I have no fear, no emotions, so I'll make this clear. From the death of my soul, you will not destroy something that can't fear but from the depth of my soul I'll be heard and you will hear from the depth of my soul I sell my soul as a token from the depth of my soul I'm not broken from the depth of my soul I'm alive you see from the depth of my soul I turn everything I touch gold I turn everything I touch to gold from the depth of my soul I turn the world cold in depth my soul, this heals my soul. So you see, in depth of my soul, I turn the world cold. So you better, you better wear a jacket, because you will freeze if you even try to touch me. So from depth of my soul, I will turn the world cold. And from depth of my soul, I turn everything, whether young or old, I will always heal my soul, so from the depth of my soul, I turn the world cold. Home. Wow. Wow. I love you. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say, but I love what he says. 
the part where it says, oh, when you tell me to die, surprise, I'm alive. Like, I love that. Bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. And if I could say this is what I really enjoy most. Actually, Nick, what I can say most about this, about you, is you really go to a whole nother level that I just don't think a lot of poets go. When it comes to really saying how raw and how real this is and how it feels. So why do you think you have the courage to speak so bluntly and honestly about feelings that a lot of us have? I, I really do feel the words that come out of your mouth when you speak yeah. about these topics, especially I've, these mental yeah. health Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know that. It's like, you know how sometimes... You know how you feel, but you don't know how to express it. I feel like Nick just took all those words out of my mind and just like, okay, here, this is what it is. Because it is like that. Everything you said, it, it is it is that real. And raw. It's raw, too. It's yeah. pleasant. It's like you scrape your knees. You fall down the steps, you're, and you scrape it, and it's, 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 it's like... It's like I a scab. Mm -hmm. I call it pain without torture you're not being tortured but the, well you actually this is actually pain with torture the way you really go to that level but what did he say andy say that one again that you really love surprise i'm alive oh he said when they tell me to die surprise i'm alive oh, yeah. i love that how do you how do you have the, the the gumption to do that yeah i like the whole typhoon thing too they say oh i'm like a typhoon like i love that just the analogies he uses man so talk to us about that nick because i i gotta know man like i love like where where does your where'd you come up with those metaphors like that the way you do to describe the feeling because you could you could just say yeah i'm sad and i said no you're saying this is how i feel oh i'm gonna get out of this no you're not saying oh i'm just getting out of this you're saying oh like a typhoon i'm doing this like a tornado i'm doing that like you know like the metaphors like talk to me about that because that is that's very unique and, and it's very raw mm -hmm. so so um the when i was the word the thoughts i was thinking when i came up with that poem and the reason and how i have the gumption and the ability to, to speak um because um poetry is my is my way of uh, um ever since i became poet poetry um poetry is my way of of thinking poetry is my way of speaking so i've been doing poetry for um i've been doing this type of poetry for so long that poetry has become my my way of talking um so um and I start now now even when I'm try when I'm not doing a poem, sometimes I rhyme. Um and it's because I've been doing poetry for so much that for so long that I, I it it's become part of my language. So every time I even when I'm not doing a poem, sometimes I rhyme. And 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 I started to catch that a couple like couple months ago where I'm rhyming with doing poetry. Um, so like just when you're talking so, to somebody you just start rhyming or you're just or that just comes up in your mind that you rhyme? Um, I start rhyming when, I, when I'm talking. And it's something you can't control because again you're saying is this is your language so when you're not getting it out through the artwork it's coming in through, it's spilling into your real life. And that's why you're, you're saying you're recognizing it through the rhyme. Why do you think that is? Just because you're such an incredible artistic talent? or, or is that Because he likes to let the thoughts out. That's why. It's because I've been doing, I've been doing poetry for so long that, um, that it's starting to become part of, it's starting to deep into my my um real life so it's starting to my thoughts are becoming connected to the poems so my thoughts are becoming so my thoughts are becoming connected to to the words and it's starting to come connected to the poems that are being formulated in my mind um because even when i'm not even when I'm sleeping, 
I'm I'm formulating a poem in my mind. So even when I'm asleep, my mind is still formulating those poems. Do you dream in poetry too? Is that is that a crazy question to ask? <laughs> um, I I do dream I do dream in poetry. Can you explain what that looks like or what that sounds like? I I, just, I threw that out there with kind of a so, joke, but I think you can explain it very well. Go for it. So. Um, um, I, I dream up the words that I create a poem with and formally visualize a picture in my mind. So my mind is taking those words and creating pictures and visual, visualization. And that's how I dream poetry. So, okay, you, um, I was going to ask you, if you don't mind reading us another piece. I would like to hear another piece. Um, and, and, and I, I'm, uh, Ryan Baker Becker says, mine's not tired, just fired in water for all your tired. Uh, but, um, yeah, so <laughs> next piece I have, hmm, let me do, I'm gonna do the the thousand the thousand I died a thousand times once. Yes, please. Thank you, thank you. And then we can talk right. about that. That would be beautiful. Thank you, because that right. really connected with me. I thank you. You you, you see, they say every dream is a good dream, but that's not true. You see, some days I contemplate suicide, wondering why I survive, while others die. So you see, why? Am my life. I have died a thousand times. I keep on wondering in the graveyard in my mind. Some in this gravestone says, "Here lies a broken, forgotten memory, a broken, fragmented reality." So you see, here lies a broken memory, a broken, fragmented reality. So you see, my mind is broken. Some days I don't know what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right, what's dark, what's day or night. See, I'm slowly dying, slowly yeah, fading, slowly dying, and I died a thousand times. My soul has died. So you see, why am I alive? Some days I contemplate suicide, wondering why I'm alive, while others die constantly. You see, my mind is broken. Always going back to that same graveyard. Realize a broken forgotten memory. A broken, fragmented reality. He was once whole, but now he's broken. He was once whole, but now he's broken. Beyond repair. You see, he cannot be fixed. He cannot be broken. He cannot be fixed. He remains broken. So you see, my soul keeps on dying, and every death it dies worse than the last, slowly fading. It's driving me to a point of insanity. It's driving me mad like the Mad Hatter. No pitter patter. So why? Why do I keep falling in this pit of despair? Why do I keep on dying? Why? When will my life end? When will I survive? When will I get out of these anxiety, these thoughts that rings in my head? You see, I'm slowly falling, slowly dying. Sooner or later, I will die, be laid to rest in my own mind. So see, I contemplate this question over and over in my mind. When is it my time to die? When is it my time to die? When is it my time to die? Or when is it my time to survive? See, by the end of this poem, my poem, my soul has died 2,675 million times. So you see, by my mind, I keep on contemplating this question. 
when is it my time to die? Or when is it my time to survive? Boom. Wow. Bro. Um, I just want to say this first um, from Deep Thought, the lyricist, um, who's an incredible uh, artist himself. I just wanted to say that this is so amazing, Nick. I'm so proud of you. You're always showing love to everybody uh, here. And the lives and, and just so much positivity. And again, you're doing such incredible work. You saying I died a thousand times, that really resonates with me. I've, I've, something I experienced, I think, I showed you so much love when you first came to the open mic. That was your first hit on our open mic. Um, how, like, how you were able to encapsulate that feeling so perfectly. Andy, what other comments do you got for this? Or, or what other questions? For no, us? no. Um, I don't have any questions. This is like, it's just, it's just, just know. And from one question to another, I don't understand what I'm about to say. God sees that. He's gonna honor you beyond your wildest imagination, whether you know this or not. That is an what you're doing. That's an anointing that God has given you, and um, you're gonna impact lives. You're gonna you're gonna touch people that you didn't think you can touch, even though you don't see it. But in the name of Jesus, I prophesy over your life that God's gonna bless you ten. 20 million times abundantly for what you do and you're gonna touch someone's life that I, I i don't know why i'm getting this vision like you're gonna say some words in your poetry and right instantly someone's gonna get healed right off the bat kind of thing kind of like i don't know if you know that story with the lady with the woman that was bleeding i think it's a book of luke and um where where she took that leap of faith and said, if I can just grab, that she went for the grab, touched his cloth, and instantly she was healed. I feel, I really feel in my heart, in my spirit, that God's going to use your poetry to do that same exact thing. And and I just felt, the thing is, you know, um, when God puts something in my heart, I have to be obedient to that. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I have to be obedient to whatever it is that God's telling me to tell you. Um, that's an anointing in your life, brother. And, you know, the devil's going to try to convince you something that's not. Just know that God has the final say. God, God overwrites everything else that's around you. God always has the final word. Just remember that. I just thought that in my spirit to tell you that. Ooh, okay. Wow. Andy, I just, wow. I have to. Andy, you're saying that, Andy. I'm glad you got the chance to express that because I know that that's not always an opportunity for you to be able to do, Andy. But uh, Nick, as a as a, somebody who I would consider myself to be a spiritual humanist, um, talking is just somebody who also is. Oh, okay, sorry. The last time I was part of Nick Paul, I'm so sorry, I misunderstood that. Um, but what you are doing is not is connecting human to human there are so many people that have experienced similar background stories that you've mentioned before if you're just joining us um our open mic will be in the next uh, 10 minutes but uh nick opened with a song and then he discussed how his history where he had been bullied um and that pain had caused him to have a near-death experience which has brought him the light and he has graced us with his light tonight by turning the light on um, tonight. And Nick, thank you for doing that. Um, is there anything else, Nick, before we kind of get to some no, at no. the end, but any other more messages that you are looking to share with others or what are some of your upcoming themes for your because again, he is doing open mics every day that are uh, a lot of them tend to be mental health themed and they've been so incredibly important. So uh, Nick, what, what are some things that are you looking to achieve down the road? So before I get to my last poem, I'm going to, because um, my last poem I'm going to do is a musical poem. I'm going to um, tell people about, so what I do, um, so I'm going to be doing a lot of mental health, uh, um, little mental health of mics. Um, and um, I am... Tomorrow I'm doing a anti anti the I'm doing um a stand up for bullying open mic um 
So stand up for against bullying. Open mic tomorrow um, will be the topic because we have to learn to stand up to the bullies. We have to learn to never um, people bully us and let people take advantage of us. So tomorrow I'm doing a special edition of the bullying open mic called Stand Up Against Bull Standing Up Against Bullying Open Mic. We're inspiring people to just stand up for bullying and um, stand up against bullying and to help them because a lot of people, a uh, hundred out of ninety, sometimes people will be bullied and people will just people will just watch. People will just sit there and watch while the people are bullying, but what you don't know is your. That's almost worse. It's almost like you're complicit in it and allowing it to happen because you're not stopping it or at least making them feel uncomfortable. You're accepting that behavior. So I, I think that's important that you mention that. So that the people who are silent, allowing that to happen, the, the ones who want to record it or just be witness to it, they're complicit in it. They are just as guilty. They are just, they're just behind the hands or the voices. They're adding the power to it. So I'm glad that you mentioned them specifically. Thank you for that, Nick. So the last poem I have, um, and it's time to show you my the full extent of my um, poetic ability. Um, so the last poem I have is a poem that will show you the full extent of my poetic ability because this poem is one of my musical poems which mix music and poetry at the same time. It's called um, The Grace That Saved Me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was loved, but now once I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was once blind, but now I see. Opening my eyes to see the grace that has saved me. So you see, it was God, it was the love that taught my heart to feel and faith that secured me. You see, amazing. Grace, grace has saved me from this, this suffering. So, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You see, I'm free. Free. The chains cannot bind me. You see, the chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, to me. And like a blood, His mercy is strange. Unending love, amazing his love is unending. His grace is commending. His grace is bending. His grace is mending this broken, fractured mind. You see, it was that grace that saved me. This grace that saved me from the suffering that's inside. So you see, amazing grace. Um, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm bound. I was blind, but now I see. Um, my chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, ransom me.
And like a flood, his mercy is strange. Unending love, amazing grace. Poem. Wow. Wow. On that because oh. that definitely reached out to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, you. Are you there? So there the comment, you? yeah, no. So the comments are making it difficult for me to turn my camera back on. So, so I can't. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, I really can't put my camera sorry. back on. Hey, sorry, everybody. It wouldn't be one of our shows unless we had Oh, hold up. Oh, wait, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. There's oh, my, my God. Buddy. There's my Wonder Twin. There's my Wonder Twin, Andy. Oh, man. But, but um, yeah, uh, well, like I was saying before, man, um, just, you know, what I was saying earlier about what I said that God put in my spirit, um, be encouraged by that. that um, it, it's easy to misuse if we're not careful, but I know that the as long as you keep your eye on 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 God, you you got nothing to worry about. And like I said, so much respect for you, bro, for what you do. Um, not everybody can do what you do, and again, that, that takes a lot. And, and I'm 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 honored and privileged I met you, and I'm honored and privileged that you were able to come on our platform and do this interview with us and talk about your life, talk about your testimony. Because again, people need to hear this. Andy, Andy, I have to agree. Uh, it's a little bit of a different direction, but I also have to echo the same sentiment that I feel so absolutely lucky to have had you on the show. Uh, every week, the last four weeks now have been incredibly important. And for you to go as, again, as raw as you go, um, as deep as you go, as far as like how real bullying, suicide, depression, anxiety, these are a lot of things that a lot of people have experienced or they have loved ones that have experienced. And again, to highlight the fact that this is not just psychological, it does poison the body to the point where you'll have a near-death experience. And thank goodness, thank God, we'll here tonight and before tonight and for future nights to share your story, to continue to share your story. And again, Andy, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, a thousand lives, a thousand souls, a thousand agrees with Andy that thank you so much for being with us tonight. Nick, what are some last thoughts that you have for us? Like what's next? What's other than the upcoming live after you're done with this goal, what's the next thing for Nick? Are you look, are you looking to continue to highlight the way you do poetry? Or are you looking for new things to add to your repertoire? Um, to, to, um, my goal is to just heal the, heal the world with my poetry. Um, because, um, 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 how, um, beautiful, so, beautiful statement. So, so what I tell myself is, as poets, we are prophet. We are prophets of God. So as um, poets, it's we are messengers. We are prophets. And if you look back, God is the in the biblical sense. Um, there, there is um, um, God is the first poet, and if. If, if if I may, um, I want to do one more one more poem before the uh, live ends. Absolutely, and, we and, be and, and since I since um, I, I said heal the world with my poetry, uh, since you, um, Unravel said heal the world with my poetry, I'm going to be doing um, the um, the heal heal the world um, one of my heal the world piece. There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love. There's a place brighter than tomorrow, and you will find that there's no need to cry. In this place, there's no hurt or sorrow. Journey to the place in your mind where you will feel no pain. There's no hurt or sorrow. There's no insanity. Sanity driving you insane. There's ways to get there. 
If you care enough for the living to make a better place, to make a better space. You see, so, so why do we keep strangling life when this earth crucifies soul and everything? Why don't we just stand in God's glow and heal the world? Heal the world from the suffering inside. Heal the world so we can make it a better place, a better world for you in the holy grace of the Lord. Heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. Make it better if you care enough for living to make a better space, to make a better place. So you see, can we just heal the world? Heal the world, make it a better place, and a better mind, and a better space. So why can we just heal the world to give it a better face? So you see, can we just heal the world? Heal the world where our dreams, to create a world where you can see as far as I can see. Heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. And heal the world, save it for our children. Why don't we heal the world, not just for us, for our children's sake? So what lets us embrace, let us be the healing touch. Let us be the change that people see, heal the world, give it a better face, heal the world, so you feel the somber embrace, heal the world, heal the world, and heal the world, make it a better place, for you and for me and the entire race. Home. Wow. <laughs> Andy can't come back right away because of the comments. No, right. So, so it's comments. the comments. So many comments that love you tonight. Okay. Man, thank you so much. Can you talk about that real quick before we end um, our honoring you hour? Um, please let me, please let, discuss how you um, kind of interwove the music into the freestyle there. Because Andy, what do you think? So, no, I, I love Love it. I love how he could take a song and then rep, um, use the, you know, the, the parts of the song and then puts his own input in, into the piece. Um, I, he did the same thing with Amazing Grace and now he's doing it with Heal the World. I love it. Um, again, it's a message that it's needed, you know, and it's not a lot because everything is, you know, this is my language, everything is blunts, 40s, bitches, and all this other crap and then all this other stupidity that this is not talked about enough anymore. And it's just like, we need more words of encouragement, of peace, of realness, rawness. At the end of the day, um, like, let's just get back to basics. And, and I think that's the problem. We need to get back to basics. Andy, I hate to say this because I've been very selfish the last few weeks. It's almost like Nick was here for you this week. You know, oh. I've been very selfish. Like, this is what you needed this week. I've had, I, I'm kind of up and coming. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Everybody's been checking in. So, Andy, this was kind of for you this week, huh? Do you feel like Nick was yeah. here for you this week? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, like, all right. So, my walk with the Lord is just the last couple of years beard. Um, because I did have a season where I was so on fire for God. And then 2020 hit. And a lot of things changed. Which I, I can have that conversation for another day. But, um. So I feel like little by little, especially in this particular season of my life, this year alone, I feel like God is trying to get my attention again in a way that he's helping me be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because the uncomfortableness will take you out of that stagnant place to get you to, to get me to where God needs me to be and where I'm called to be. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm, and I, I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting the patience. And I'm not going to rush this one. I'm going to let everything play out when I should have in the past, and I didn't. And now I'm not rushing it. I'm going to just let let the cards, you know, let the cards go where they fall. 
Andy, I agree with you. While I might not describe it in the same way, there's definitely been some sort of pull happening in the atmosphere that is bringing a lot of people together here tonight. And Nick, you are one of those people. And thank you again so much. If you happen to miss some of the, our beginning opportunity to discuss Nick, please check that replay because I'm about to kick everybody out. Andy, it's your turn to drive. The and then car. restart the live and we're going to do the mm -hmm. jamming sessions of the mic and poetry. Oh, yeah, so, all right. Um, Nick, yes, sir. So, but yeah, so you said the last thing, so the last thing I'm going to say for, um, um, the last thing, um, so you, you said the last question was, um, how do I, how did I, um, learn to incorporate music in, um, what made me incorporate music into poems? So, um, I'm a person that grew up listening to, for me, in my life, I grew up listening to music. I listened, I listened to gospel. I listened to, to the only, the only thing. Thing I don't listen to is rap. I listen to gospel. I listen to, um, I, I listen to the blues. I listen to R and B. Um, and um, so um, I'm a person that grew up around music, and so I learned, I learned that music is just a form of is like a form of poetry because music heals the soul. Poetry heals the soul. So I thought, how much power would would it? How much powerful would my poetry be if I mixed? If I mixed? Um, if I mixed the um, the music with the poetry? Wow. And and to answer Ryan Becker, um, I have listened. Um, I have grown up listening to the Beatles. <laughs> uh, Nick, I, I have to say, what you said was so important about how poets are here to help heal the world. Um, we're about to, uh, I, Nick, we are, we are hoping you continue to stay along uh, for our next segment um, and maybe come back on to do another piece. But um, that brings us to kind of like why we are here. Right? Because we are here to really tell the true history of humanity and both Andy and I, we happen to run into these amazing people, Doctors Without Borders, and I'm actually gonna turn off the car. Andy, you can start talking about that when we start the open mic, but Nick, uh, don't go away. Everybody will see you real soon. Thank you guys. And again, Nick is here to kill the world. He is a true inspiration. He is the inspiration poet. Have a great night. Everybody. Oh yeah, and, um, and Angela, can I be first on the mic too? Um, um. Okay. Um. Just start if you don't mind. Let him. Yeah. Cause I know. Cause I did have people who reserved the spot. But yeah. Just start if you don't mind. Hey, um. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do, um, Nick, have a... Nick. I love you, but but that's my my wonder twins in charge of the open mic. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, so, all right so let me. Yeah. Well, let's get. To okay. The all right. Everybody. Bye, everybody. Yeah.